and welcome back to TBR. The podcast where we both drink and spill the tea on books from your TBR lists. My name's Alicia. And I'm Liv. Happy New Year! It is 2021 now. It is. How did this year pass so quickly but so slowly? I know, 2020 was a doozy for everyone, I feel like. It was a really bad year. I know, it doesn't really feel like a new year though. I mean, to be fair, it's literally the morning of January 1st. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we haven't had enough time for a new year. That's true. It doesn't really feel any different, but everyone's like, this year will be different. <laughs> Give them a second. <laughs> it's only been a few hours. And on a super exciting note, as of today, January 1st, we are brand reps. We are. For the Bookish Vault. Yes, they do so many good things. Yes, so it's run by the lovely Steph and she makes prints and bookmarks with her own designs. Super affordable. Yeah, they're beautiful designs and the quality is very good. They're not flimsy at all. No, they're great. I've never had such a good bookmark. And they're just gorgeous designs in general. They are really nice. And I feel like the bigger ones, like you've got them on your wall. They're not just bookmarks. They're prints too. You can put them anywhere. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yes. So head over to Etsy and check out the Bookish Vault. Um, You can use our code TBR10 for 10% off your order. Yes, it's very exciting. And to just get a look of everything, you can also look at it on our Instagram page because Liv's just posted something featuring some of the bookmarks. Yes. I love the bookish vault so much. I think it's such an honor to be able to rep for a brand you genuinely love. Yes, absolutely. Love Steph. Love her designs. We love you. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. With the new year, we kind of wanted to change the podcast a little bit. Not dramatically at all. We're still aiming to post every Tuesday, unless we otherwise specify. You know, we'll be heading back to uni again once that semester starts, so it may be difficult to get an episode out every Tuesday. However, we will definitely be posting weekly. Yes, and we'll definitely inform you guys if anything changes on any of our platforms. So you'll definitely know if you follow us on those. Yes, so make sure you go follow them. And also with the new year, we wanted to kind of start bringing in, I guess, a little like check-in at the start of every episode, like a what's been happening in your life? Because I feel like so far our podcast has been so heavily dependent on books Yes. Which is fine. That's what we're here for. Yeah, books and tea. (laughs) But you guys don't really know us or our lives very well. Mm. So we kind of wanted to, I guess, bond on a more personal level with you guys. Yes. And because we sent out a little, uh, send us your Q&A questions, a lot of you guys actually had a little bit of interest in our lives. So we just thought it would be nice to do a little check-in session just in case you guys wanted to know who we are behind the books. Yes. So that being said, obviously this week is a Q&A episode. And so many of you lovely people sent in questions. I think we've got about 25 all up. Yeah. And we're going to answer them all. Yes, I'm very excited. A lot of them got me thinking. Some of them were really deep questions. And I, I was know. like, wow, I have not thought about it like that. Or I was like, wow, that is a guilty pleasure of mine. Some of them were so creative. Yes. And I was so surprised. Like, I would have never thought to ask anyone that. Yeah, same. And for some of them, I really want you guys to answer it because I'd be very intrigued as to what sort of answers you guys come up with. Yes, so we're also going to be making a book tag on TikTok, so we will include some of the questions from this video, some of our own. Um, Yeah, it'll be like a bit of a challenge situation. Yeah. So 
head over to our TikTok to check that out and make sure you tag us in your responses. Yes, or duet it. That'll be good too. Oh, yes, that'd be fun. So now that we've established that, let's do our little TBR check-in. Let's. How have you been? What's been happening in your week? Well... We had Christmas. We did. It was lovely. Usually in Australia, Christmas time is extremely hot and everyone's chilling in the pool with a paddle pop, which is a type of ice cream. And it's usually a nice day and everyone's wanting to cool down. But this year, it was kind of cold. So I think everyone just stayed inside. But it was a lovely day. What about yours? We were definitely outside for Christmas. Really? Yeah, we were outside most of the day playing... um like Finska, have you ever heard of it? No. It's like this weird game. It's kind of like 10 pin bowling, but it's so hard to explain. I think it might be Swedish or something. You have like 12 wooden blocks, all of varying heights, and you use another wooden block and just like chuck it at them. <laughs> and the ones you hit down. Oh, anyway, look it up. It's fun, very tedious, but my whole family gets like super riled up with the challenge. Yeah, they all get around it. I love that. Yes. And what else? Oh, it was my birthday. It was. Yes. So my birthday is the day after Christmas. Yes. So that was big. That was good. That was very good. It was a fun time. I feel old, but it's okay. We in our 20s. We fun and young. Yes. You're not old until you act like it. So I guess we are old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's been good. I've seen lots of family. Super excited. I got a new bookshelf. Well, yes. not a new, new one. My sister was clearing out one of her bookshelves and she had a spare. So I nicked it. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. It looks so good. You have like five bookshelves in your room, so. That is true. It's a welcome addition. I have an addiction. <laughs> but there are worse things to be addicted to. I think that's a very important thing to know. Yes, that's true. And I guess also by the time this episode comes out, you will have also had your birthday. Yes, I would. My birthday is on January the 3rd. It's going to be a fun time. I'm super excited. Me too. Also, side note, for my birthday, Alicia got me a Charlie Swan t-shirt and I'm currently wearing it and it's beautiful. If you listen to our first episode called There's Only One Bed, Liv was talking about her obsession with Charlie from Twilight and my obsession with Carlisle from Twilight. I would literally die for Charlie. Yeah, he looks pretty cute sitting there on your t-shirt. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah. He looks Surely phenomenal. You do a post about it. I think I have to. It. Yeah, absolutely. We'll stick it up on the Instagram or something. So, what tea are you drinking? I am drinking chai tea today with a bit of oat milk. Why? Because I'm still feeling the festive spirit and I just wanted to keep going because I love it. <laughs> and also, I feel like because I told you you couldn't drink Arctic Fire. <laughs> I was like, let's have our favorite teas. And it was like, okay. And I was like, I want Arctic Fire. And you're like, Alicia, you can't drink it for the fourth time in a row. <laughs> but I love it. You were so creative when we first started like drinking the teas. You're like, I feel like this really encapsulates. And now you're just drinking the same tea every week, but adjusting your reasoning. Yeah, it's good reasoning. Yeah. Anyways, what tea are you drinking, Liv? I'm drinking The Quiet Mind by mm. T2. It's a herbal tea. I think it's got like rosehip and chamomile, that kind of thing. I haven't mm. had a sip yet because it's still very hot, mm. but I'll let you know when I have my first sip. So should we start the Q&As then? Yes, I'm very excited to dive into it. Same here. So Liv's just had a taste of her tea and... Ooh, nah. Yeah. It is not it. Damn. Well, it's not bad, but it's not... I'm not really a herbal tea drinker. Oh, okay. But for a herbal tea... It has a weird taste, like an aftertaste, and I can't work out what it is. Apparently, the eighth time you try something, that's how it is going to be for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyways, let's dive into the first question. Yes. So, 
What book did you wish existed? Like, is there a mashup of books or genres or something that you would like? Okay, I read that question completely differently. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I guess I had this little narrative going, right? That it's a fictional world. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the where they like wear ball gowns and stuff and there's like princes and kings and it's like in a kingdom like an enchanted forest kind of vibe you mean literally just royalty <laughs> yeah um <laughs> like in a little village royalty no you mean like fantasy royalty yeah like barbie like princess and the pauper that context right mm -hmm. so my story is there is a stylist or a designer for the royal family right and they're a family too so a family of stylists for a family of the royals and this lady has always styled everything, always been the seamstress for the prince, but then she passes away, and so her daughter has to take it up, and so the daughter's, like, trying to get to know him, and he's all, like, fussy, or, like, he's really standoffish, like, she's designing his clothes, and then they start getting to know each other a little bit more, mm -hmm. and they become really good friends and all that. And she receives all these, like, assignments and stuff, like, oh, you need to make this for this person, you need to make this for this person, and she receives an assignment that's, like, a wedding dress and like a suit and she's like oh my gosh he's getting married and so the same time that she finds out he finds out too and so they're like talking and he's like it's arranged like I don't like want to do it and she's like it's okay like it's fine I'll just I'll measure you and then we'll be all good and then they fall in love and it's great that was just so much for me to digest yeah I feel like it'll be good I mean story that line. was not really the answer to a mashup. <laughs> I didn't read that bit. I just said, what book did you wish existed? Okay, that's fair. So something like that, where she's kind of the underdog, and then they work really closely together, but then they kind of fall for each other and right. try to defeat, like, the societal expectations. I feel like you could definitely make that into a mashup. Yeah. I can't think of the top of my head what it would be of. <laughs> but I feel like that definitely pulls aspects of different books that you like. Yeah, so if anyone writes that book, let me know and I'll read it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what was yours? I have a lot. I found this question so hard to answer. Yes. It's such a creative question. I love so many books, which I think is really hard when trying to work out specific mashups. Because I took it like a literal mashup. Like, what two books would you want to merge together and kind of make a new book from? Mm. I would really like Red, White, and Royal Blue with, like, a sports romance <laughs> book. Oh. Like, I read this series recently on this reading app called Radish. Not sponsored. <laughs> and, wished. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> and it's, like, a trilogy so far. And it's called The Denver Rebels. And it's, like, ice hockey centralized. <gasps> pretty saucy. Pretty steamy. But I just really like sports players <laughs> <laughs> yes you do you love a hockey boy you I love do. a soccer boy i do i would like to see red white and royal blue in a more like sporty context or at least like that kind of enemies to lovers mm. but then brought together with sports as a side focus like they both tackle each other on the ice hockey rink and then they <gasps> both have yes. to sit in timeout. maybe they're like in opposing teams yeah it's like a romeo and juliet situation yeah Right. And yeah. they're both the captains or something. Oh, boy. Right. Oh, boy. And then they can meet, like, underground and they're like, this is the one. And they meet at the rink after hours. But also, like... it would have to be a... Oh, you know what I'd like to see? What? Oh, a singular girl. Like, following the Wattpad trope. A singular girl who's, like, the captain of the other team, but the other team doesn't know. Like, they're playing each other. And she gets, like, an awesome goal and stuff. And the other guy's like, who's that dude over there? He's so good. Like, why is he taking out my team? And then she takes off her helmet and, like, 
does like a hair moment and you he's mean like, it's a girl. She's the man? Yeah. <laughs> That entire that's, movie? That's what I want. That hockey? <laughs> yeah. That's a mashup. She's the man with some hockey. I'd like a red, white, and royal blue with a she's the man. Amazing. I don't know how it would work, but I want it. I want the Marauders book. Like, of the four of them. So, like, James, Peter, mm. if he really has to. But James, Sirius, Remus, Peter. And, like, I want a book on that. I wonder if she'll... By she, I mean J.K. Rowling. Mm. I wonder if she'll ever put it out. I feel like she's received a lot of hate recently. For justified reasons, yeah. obviously. But, I don't know. I feel like with The Cursed Child, she put that out. And you know how she was like always like making those tweets to kind of... Keep the spirit going. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you reckon she'd ever touch on it more? I really hope so. Because in the 17-hour extra bits, when one of the Phelps twins went and interviewed her, she had this whole thing going. Like, she had, like, a family tree, Mm. a brain, like, a brainstorm, like, a mind map thing going, and then he was like, you could do another book. And she was like, I could. And she really thought about it. And he's like, you could. And she's like, I really could. No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And I was like, no. I'm just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. (laughs) But I, again, I reckon it's probably important that we let y'all know we do not support her. The books, I feel like we enjoy so much because they're very nostalgic and remind us of our childhoods. Yes, and the world building. And it's just, it's affected so many people's lives in a positive way, but we're not trying to diminish the ways that she's affected things in a negative way through, you know, things that she's done or her comments and stuff. Yes, I guess we're trying to separate the woman from the book. Yes. But everyone is free to have their own opinions. If that is your opinion and if that is your belief, then that's absolutely fine. We just believe that if there are things that are stereotyped or negatively seen towards minorities or even majorities, we don't see it as right. Yes. Nicely said. Thank you. So moving on, which books are overhyped and which books do you believe are underhyped? Okay. I have some good answers here. At least I think they're good answers. I reckon they'll be I, good. If I don't say them and everyone's like, nah. Damn, they're terrible. <laughs> Damn, Liv. You suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's this series, really, really hyped up on for BookTok. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. The Cruel Prince series. Yes. By Holly Black. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I really liked it. But I think given the amount of hype it got, I was expecting it to be a lot better than it actually was. Interesting. What was it lacking? Was it the character? Was it the world? Or was it the plot? I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't vibe. Yeah. Like, I really... Like, you know, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it, because I did. I gave it, like, three or four stars, I think. Probably more, like, four and a half stars. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was great. But... But with all the hype it was getting, I was expecting, like, a five-star read. Right. And I just felt a little bit disappointed. You know what? It might have been the romance plot. Okay. Like, I feel like it progressed, but not to the extent that I wanted it to. There's just a lot of things I was just a little bit confused about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when I read it, I will probably... I mean, I'll definitely discuss it with you, but I'll let you guys know what I thought of it. Yes. We do plan to do it on the podcast very soon. Yes. Absolutely. What about you? What is your overhyped? Okay, so this is kind of an older one. I'm going to say like 2012 or something like that. So a while ago. But I remember when I read it, everyone was like, this is so good. Like this is some enemies or something. And it was fictional. Like it was really good. And there was like a dystopian world or whatever. But it was actually um, Fallen by Lauren Kate. Oh, yes. I did enjoy the read. 
I think maybe the movie ruined it for me a little bit because I felt like the movie was super low-key and there was all this backstory and then I read the book so I did it the wrong way but I read the book and I was like yeah I'm just not feeling it but because I think I already went into it with kind of a skeptical mind yeah it was written well but I feel like I read it when I was older, so if I read it younger, I'd be like, wow, what a spicy and, like, good book. Yeah, to be honest, I read it years ago, and I just could not get past the first book. Like, I thought it was good, but I wasn't hooked enough to be able to read the rest of the series. Yeah, I think the first book was the best one. Hmm. Okay, and now what is your underhyped book that you wish everybody would hype more about? I have so many, to be honest. (laughs) So many. The main one I want to have a bit of a chat about is Aurora Rising by Jay Kristoff and Amy Kaufman. Mm. Oh my goodness. I don't know when release date was, but I only just recently started hearing about it on TikTok and stuff. So I bought it. It's like a sci-fi kind of book by two incredible Australian authors. And it's just so good. It's by the same authors as the Illuminae series, Mm -hmm. which is obviously like not famous, but like popular series. Yes. And it's set in a very similar world and it's just great characters, great plot. I really liked it. I wasn't expecting to. It took me a couple of chapters. Amazing. Wow. So good. Oh my gosh. I love it. What about you? I'm going to say, I'm going to say that the book that I think should be hyped up more is Pride and Prejudice. And I know it's very hyped. There are like a thousand movies and TV shows made of it. I'm not saying that it's not hyped because of the book, but I just mean the content of it isn't discussed more. Like everyone's like, I love Pride and Prejudice. Such a good movie. Kira Knightley can get it. Like, yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, no, the book is astronomical because the development of the romance is so in its time. Like, everyone's like, oh, it was so vanilla. Like, they touched and they were like, oh. But imagine if you were in that time and you touched hands. Scandalous. Scandalous. I love the subtlety that books can bring that film sometimes can't. Mm. And all the inner monologues and stuff, I just loved it. And I loved the slight enemies to lovers thing. But I don't even think it was slight. It was full on, oh yes, she's tolerable, I guess. Yeah, but I loved that. I love how, I love their language. I just love the way it was written. And I loved the confession at the end. It was just, oh, if a man did that for me, I would be married on Sunday. <laughs> Which is my birthday. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't be that person. That. No, I'll do it the next day. <laughs> okay, but like, which is your favourite adaptation of Pride and Prejudice? Mm, I like the TV show from a while ago. With Colin Firth? I think so, yes. Ooh. I just also love Colin Firth. <laughs> I love Kira. Ooh. And also, Kira and Colin Firth were in Love Actually. I really love Love Actually. Same, we watched it the other night for we Christmas. Did. Amazing. But they're not in the Pride and Prejudice together. No, I wish they were. No, yeah, so do I. But my favourite Pride and Prejudice adaptation is the movie. I know what your actual favourite Pride and Prejudice adaptation is. Pride Pride and Prejudice Prejudice Zombies? zombies. (laughs) 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 You you showed me it and the whole time I was watching I was like, yeah, okay. No, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) You guys should watch the trailer, it's hilarious. It's No, it's really good in like a really bad way. Yeah. 
It's got some good people in it, like Lily James. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I really enjoy it, but you have to go into it open-minded. But I meant, like, legit Pride and Prejudice <laughs> adaptation. You can say your favourite was Pride and Prejudice <laughs> Zombies. It's okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. It was definitely... No, it's definitely Kira Knightley, Pride and Prejudice. Yes, Because yes. of that specific, like, you know, when Mr. Darcy helps her up into carriage and yes. his hand, like... Clenches. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, the love sexual it. tension. I love it. Okay, this is one of the hardest questions I found answer mm-hmm. how do you think ya fiction has developed over the years this is a really good one because i do feel like society has changed a lot over the last 10 years or even the last five years and so what used to be ya is definitely not ya now there are slightly more how do you say it, like mature content in ya and it's almost teetering onto new adult i think it's a lot more vulgar now but you know what it's all for good reason this is the thing i like about ya or even new adult is that everything has a reason when there's sex scenes and stuff in it it's Mm -hmm. not just and then they had sex i mean for the most part (laughs) yeah for the most part once they really get into it they're just like screwing like bunnies all the time but at the start it's not just a super casual thing Mm -hmm. like i feel like it is sort of realistic right and what about you what is your opinion on ya I mean, I think the most obvious transition from YA then to YA now is the diversity included. There's a lot more LGBTQIA plus novels out there now. Yes. Not to mention books with POC main characters. Yes. Which I love. I think it's super great, the inclusion of all these groups. Yes. YA as a whole, I find it really... I find it a really difficult genre to categorise. Yes. Because technically young adulthood is from... Like, ages 20 through to 35 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And adolescence is 13 to about 19. Yes. But I think young adult novels caters for, like, ages 13 onwards. I do think maybe in the future I would like to see YA be split up into more age kind of brackets. Yes. Because I feel like it's so hit and miss. Like, Dash and Lily. I was just about to say that. We recently reviewed, and that felt so young. Like, I would really like to see young adult novels split into adolescence and young adult. Maybe it should be YA is young adolescence, which is 13 to like, even like 17, and then from 18 to whatever is new adult. No, yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of the books categorised as young adult could either move up to new adult, Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, Akatar. Yes. Like, there's so many books, just looking at my bookshelf, I feel like that could be transitioned into the new adult kind of section. Yeah. Like, I'd like a more child versus adult genre. Yes. If that makes sense. It absolutely does. Because I even think content-wise, Dash and Lily's content was completely different to... Exactly. ...anything that we've read. Even the Shadow and Bone series, it just had different vibes to it. It was similar. I feel like Shadow and Bone might be more in the younger... Yes, category, I agree. Maybe somewhere in the middle. But yeah, A Court of Thorns and Roses. But also, Sarah J Maas has kind of observed this, and I think her newest book is going to be more of like a new adult kind of yes, category. Yes, I think they are now marketing it as new adult. Yes. But like, I just used it as an example. I just mean young adult books, regardless of genre within that category, there's just way too much variety. Like, I'd like to be able to go in and be like, ah, yes, I know I can always rely on young adult fantasy. Yes. Which usually I do. That could range from, like, Percy Jackson. Yeah. Where in the first books the protagonist is, like, 12 years old. Yeah. Through to Akatar. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see YA develop more into a distinct subcategories. Yes, to be reliable. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, now on to the next question. What is a book or series that you loved but you haven't done on the podcast yet? I think that's kind of a really hard question to answer. Yeah. Because obviously we're only a relatively new podcast, mm -hmm. so at some point we will be doing all our favourites. Yes. I think, though, one that we've kind of decided we're not going to be doing is the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J Maas. Yes. Or even, like, the Mortal Instruments series by yeah. Cassandra Clare. I think since we do an episode per book, like, Throne of Glass is, what, eight books long? Yeah. That would take us just over two months to review the whole series. Yes, but we are more than happy to discuss it with you guys. Like, maybe we'll do a live at some point. Yeah. And we can just discuss all the things that we probably can't on the podcast. Yes. Or even just discuss the series in general. Like, if you guys have all finished it, we can discuss it, but a bit later on. Yes, it's just a little bit too much for a episode per book. Yes. So I think that's probably a series I really enjoyed and really liked, but will probably never do on the podcast. Yeah. The other one I kind of noted is the Shatter Me series. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously there's the main three trilogy, but then I think, what, a few years after it was finalised, she wrote another three books. Yeah. And I think, again, six books, it's probably a little bit too much. Yeah, that's very fair. Mm. I'm kind of in a similar boat. I was going to say Outlander because I really enjoyed the first two. Yeah. And I haven't read the rest of the series yet, but there are a lot of books to get through. There are. And I love the world. I also love the TV show. I thought it was very good, but I just don't think we would be able to do it with the same reasons that you had for Throne of Glass. It's just so content heavy. And we'd want to be able to provide a really like detailed and in-depth review. Yeah, we really want to do a good job, but I also feel like with series that have so many books in them, I'm sure each book is really good, but a lot of them are also kind of filler books, if you get what I mean. Like, it's mm. to get to the good book, like the main book. While trilogies or duologies or just standalones, they really get to the point really quickly. And yes. I'm not saying that they drag or anything, it's just a lot of characters the main point for them is to, like, experience new things. Like, mm. oh, now we're doing this now, and we're doing this now, and we've got to go defeat that person, and each book they defeat a different person. Yes. And that's fine. But, you know, world-building, content-wise, discussion-wise, we might not always have a lot to say. Yes. We want to provide you guys with a lot of variety. We want to cater to a lot of different tastes. Yes. So if you haven't read, for example, The Throne of Glass books, you won't be listening to our podcast for like two months. Over two months. Yeah. So we kind of want to be able to, I guess, include as many people as we can in our discussions. Yes. And trilogies and duologies seem like a good way to do so. And standalones. I think our aim for the new year is to review more standalones. Yes. If you guys have any suggestions, please email us or contact us on our social medias because we love standalones, but we just want to know about more of them or what you guys would like to hear about. Yes, definitely. We always love to hear from you guys about what you want to be listening to. Yes, absolutely. So next question. What is a character that everyone seems to love, but you did not? Look, I think it was obvious when I reviewed it, and I think it was obvious for you too, but in the Shadow and Bone series, I found Mal a little bland, and a lot of people on TikTok and BookTok and Book Twitter, they love Mal. Really? Yes. They love Mal. They think Mal is so great. They're like, oh my gosh, he's such a gentleman. And I agree, he is a gentleman and he's really hardworking and he does whatever. I just felt like he lacked a bit of maturity and he lacked a bit of development for me. 
that surprises me so much. Yeah. Not that you dislike him, but the fact that you've seen people loving him. I don't know if it's like a TikTok's pairing me with people of similar opinions, <laughs> but all I ever see on my For You page is just like, we hate Mal. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Because I think we even got a comment on one of our TikToks saying, I love Mal, Mal's my favourite. And I was like, please tell me why, because I'm fascinated to know. Because I really, I really want to know why people like him. Hmm. I don't know. Like, it's fine too. I understand because he is a lovely person. Like, he's not a bad person at all. He's not a bad character. Like, I would not say he is a villain or anything. I think... I'm actually going to go back on what you said a little bit there. Mm -hmm. I think he's a bad character. Really? He's a good person. Yes. But a badly written character in my opinion. Yes. Like, there was not a lot of development to his character. I agree. I feel like Lee Bardugo wanted Mel to, like, help more. Yeah, I just feel like he was... A bit too bland of a character, but he was still a good one. He's definitely a good person, so I can understand why people really enjoy him. Yes. Just, I personally prefer characters that go through, like, a lot of development or have, like, very significant flaws or stuff yes, like that. that they can improve from. Yes, I think he was just a very constant character. Yes, absolutely. Which, again, I just want to emphasize, it's not a bad thing, it's just not my personal taste. No, exactly. So, what about you? What character did you pick? I wrote down a character, but now that I'm looking at my bookshelf, <laughs> I've thought of another one. Oh my god, this is going to be so controversial, I think. It's fine. Please don't come for me, everyone. Um, Manon from the Throne of Glass series. Okay. People really, really seem to love her. And mm. I like her, but I don't love her. Like, so Throne of Glass is told dual perspective a lot of the time in the later books. Yeah. Um... But she was that character that, like, it came to her perspective chapter and I was like, oh my goodness, again? Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. T. I have, like, so many other ones, though. Like, Snape. <gasps> Oops. Oh, no, I love him. I don't. He was a real jerk throughout most of the series and I know he had his reasons or whatever. But there was no redemption for you. Yeah. There wasn't really a point for me where I was like, you know what, you're actually so great. I really like you. Yeah. He just didn't redeem himself for me, so I didn't really like him. Interesting. So moving on to a brighter note, what was your favourite childhood series? I wasn't sure with this question what kind of childhood we're referring to. Yeah. I'm going for like primary school. Okay. So like ages 6 to 11. I really, really loved the Ruby Redford series by oh, Lauren Child. Lovely. She was like, I think she was a kid spy or something. I still have the books on my bookshelf. Anyway, and she had like... I don't know, she seemed really cool, and she, like, defeated baddies and stuff, and I was like, yes, I'm here for it. Cool. The other one, The Famous Five by Enid Blyton. Ah. Oh, my goodness, that was my jam. I do remember you really liked that series. Really liked that series. Wow. And there's a TV series for it, too, and that was kind of a jam. <gasps> was it good? Like, the opening soundtrack is like, Julian and George and Dick and Timmy the dog. Stop, we that's are cool. the famous five. Wow. What a jam. You're such a musician. <laughs> Please excuse my tone-deaf singing, everyone. I love it. I love it. Either way, those were my, like, childhood favourites. Wow. And also, like, Percy Jackson came in a little bit later, like, about age 11. Yes. But I feel like that doesn't classify as, like, a childhood series. Yeah, fair. What about you? I'm going to say, like, ages 12 to whatever, because... Oh, you're going for, like, adolescence. Yes, 
because I only started learning English 10 years ago. Okay, look, fair. So, when I was 10, I couldn't really read a lot, but when I got going, I really went for it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say the same thing as I did in our first episode in our podcast, which is Harry Potter. I just feel like I can always go back to it. I think about it daily. I mention it in every podcast, apparently. I didn't <laughs> notice do. that. I mentioned that and The Incredibles. I don't know why. But yeah, I absolutely love Harry Potter. I feel like it gave me a group of friends, it gave me a nice community, and it just introduced me to the literary world perfectly. Mm. It is a good one, I feel like, especially since, obviously at the time you were reading it, the protagonists were the same age as you. Yes, I loved that so much. Mm. So, a little non-bookish question. What is your favourite TV show? Well, my favourite TV show that I, I guess I started watching... This year, last year, 2020, mm-hmm. um, was The Handmaid's Tale because I had just read it and I was like, this is mind-blowing. I really hope the TV show didn't flunk and it didn't. It is amazing. That's it, on Stan, isn't it? Yes, it is on Stan. And I love it so much. I don't personally have Stan. <laughs> Stan, please sponsor me so I can have it. But I watched it at my aunt's house and I just binged the whole thing. I think there's like three seasons and I binged all of it. It just... You really think about things and you think about yourself as a woman too. And a lot of guys I know who have watched it have really thought about the role that genders play and how sometimes there really shouldn't be a difference. So I loved thinking about that because I feel like a lot of the times we're just raised to assume things or think like, oh, this is what I should do. And then when you really think about it, you're like, no, why would I need to do that? And Mm. it's not even a gender thing. It could be an age thing. It could just be... Like, you don't know your limits until you push it. Yes. And there's really no end to it. So I really loved that. But um, I guess one that I always go back to if I'm just falling asleep or if I've had a bit of a rough day is probably Friends or Grey's Anatomy, depending on the vibe, you know. Right, right. The early season's Grey's Anatomy, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I haven't seen Friends or Grey's Anatomy. You should not watch Grey's Anatomy because you're afraid of blood. Oh, it's a bit gory. It's literally about surgeons. So. I mean, I know, but I can kind of deal with surgeon stuff. I just can't deal with, like, goriness. They reach inside and grab those intestines and stuff. Yeah, nah. Yeah. That's not my vibe. That's okay. Um, the non-surgery parts I think you'd really like. It's a nice drama series. I do love a good drama. I love how I'm explaining it to you, but the entire world knows <laughs> what I'm talking <laughs> I'm about. I'm just that one awkward person who yeah. does not know. It's fine. Anyways, what about yours? What's your favorite TV show? I feel like the TV series I like are not popular. Interesting. So I really love The Alienist. So it's based off a book and it's set in the, ooh, sometime in the 1800s. And it's about this guy who's an alienist, which Mm -hmm. is the term they used back then for a psychologist. Yes. And, you know, they believe people who are mentally ill have been alienated from their true personality or whatever. Ah. Anyway, and there's this guy or woman, I guess, going around, unknown, who, who are taking young men dressed as prostitutes from brothels and murdering them. Whoa. And leaving the bodies in random places throughout, I think it's New York, and all their eyes are taken out. I don't know, it's very strange. It's Jack the Ripper-ish. Very much so. Yeah. Anyway, super good. And the whole series is about this alienist, a journalist who is the guy, I think his name is Luke Egan, maybe, and he plays Gaston in the live version of Beauty and the Beast. I love that. And also Dakota Fanning, who is the only female police officer. Beautiful. Super great. I will definitely watch that. Is that on Stan? No, it's on Netflix. (gasps) And there's two seasons now. Yay! And another one I really like, 
I have like a couple noted down for this because I'm the most indecisive person ever. Yeah, same. I really like Dead to Me. It's like got 10 episodes, a couple of seasons. Yeah. And it's about this woman, her husband dies, she goes to the support group, she meets this other woman. I don't know, and there's kind of like some weird moments and we kind of question how the original woman's husband actually died. So allegedly it was a hit and run and we're like, who done it? I love a mystery like that, but it surprises me that you are actually into that sort of stuff. It's not, it's a more mystery than a murder mystery. Ooh. Like you don't really, it's, there's no dead bodies really or anything. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, super good. And my mom and I made a point to watch it together and it's just really funny in a kind of like a dark humory kind of way. I really love it. It's really great. I can't wait to watch it. And my most recent TV series I'm super loving at the moment is Bridgerton. I want to start that so badly because there's the tension. I'm only a little bit through. I'm up to, I think, episode six. A little bit? <laughs> that's that's a fair chunk. I know, but I'm just meaning like I haven't finished the entire series. Yeah, so no spoilers, anyone on here. Don't DM me the spoilers. No, and don't DM me because I haven't even started. Yes. Either way. Really loving it at the moment. It's kind of like... Okay, hear me out. It's kind of like Pride and Prejudice Zombies in the matter that it's definitely like set in a period drama era. Yes. But you can't go in with it expecting the OG Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Like some of the clothing they wear, you're like, oh, no, sir. Whoa. And some of the actions, you're like, oh, that would not have happened in that time period. Mm. And also, sidebar, the music, phenomenal. <gasps> really? It's all like modern songs that have been put into a 1800s kind of vibe. Cool. Like it's all instrumental. Um, we had some Billie Eilish. We had Shawn Mendes. <gasps> Mwah. Love Chef's Kiss. Him. Can rececommend. Amazing. I'm loving it. I can't wait to start it. Okay, next question. Question. Who is your favourite book boyfriend? So we also had this question in our first episode of TBR yes. and I listed like 20 different men. <laughs> you did. I fall in love with every single love interest. Well, not every single one, but like I'm so susceptible to falling in love with fictional men. It's fine. <laughs> so I have many book boyfriends. Right now, I'm currently in love with Thomas Creswell from Stalking Jack the Ripper. Okay. I love him. And every time I read it, it reminds me of that TikTok sound that's like, I am a woman in STEM, Bunsen burners, <laughs> labs. <laughs> what? Yeah, because he's like, kind of works in a morgue kind of situation. Oh. And I'm the least scientist. <laughs> you know, Bunsen burners, periodic table. I love it. Like, that would be me if I ever met him. But also like, we all know I am super duper in love with Hunt Athalar from Crescent City. Yes. And Azrael from A Court of Thorns and Roses. Love it. <laughs> but also, like, I feel like recently Cassian from Akatar, he's kind of beginning to overtake Azrael just because he's kind of, like, got that vibe. And I think Akasf, yeah, which comes out in February, will make us fall in love with him. Yeah, I think I might have to, like, a little bit make Azrael my side man and go for Cassian. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Azrael's, like, in it. Oh, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I think getting a bit of Cassian perspective yeah. and more focus on Cassian, that's what's going to just, I'm going to fall in love. I can Absolutely. tell. Absolutely. What no. about you? I have two. Uh-huh. So I really like Reese from A Court of Thorns and Roses, I guess. Obviously. The series. I think he is just such a committed and dedicated man, but he really gives you your own space. Mm -hmm. I just really like him because he doesn't underestimate women, like, at all. 
he doesn't underestimate anyone, not just women, sorry. He doesn't underestimate his friends and he always gives people a chance. Like he's incredibly forgiving and very understanding and I just love that. And also a few episodes back or maybe the last episode, we found out about our love languages and mine is definitely acts of thoughtfulness and I just feel like he'd go to the supermarket like walk past it and be like oh Alicia likes that bowl or likes <sighs> that fork or likes that snack and so he'll bring it back and be like oh, I just picked this up for you today yeah pick, pick I think he's definitely that kind of guy yeah but my other one is John Ambrose I think I said that in the first episode too I can't remember I just love a man who respects you and is really giving and is really sweet he is so underhyped. He is. I also love Jordan Fisher. <laughs> I do have to say, though, I am team Peter Kavinsky. Oh, I I'm don't t- It's the sporty boy. I can't, I can't say no to a man who plays sport. I think I'm team, like, Lara Jean and Peter Kavinsky, but uh, I just love John Ambrose. <laughs> like, He's I'm just, your man. Yeah, he is my man, so I'm team John, but for myself. Love that. Thank you. So, what is your favourite book of all time? Okay, I feel like this will change. Because I only read The Handmaid's Tale a few months ago, it's just resonated with me so much. Really? Yeah, I'm still not over it. I feel like it's because it pops onto my TikTok so much, like my For You page. I just can't get over it. I can't get over how my mind and my life has been changed, like the way that I view things. So I'll definitely say Handmaid's Tale or even the New Testament, but I'm only halfway through that, so I guess I'll see. Mm -hmm. What about you? This is literally so hard. I read so many books. Yes. I think I'm going to have to go with Akatar. Yeah. And here's my reasoning. I read Akatar seven years ago. Yeah. Long time ago. And the reason I'm saying Akatar is because it's stuck with me for so long. I've maintained my love for it for so long. Yes. So I feel like I can't say my favorite book of all time is Crescent City. Yeah. Like that only came out... At the beginning of 2020. Yes. So it's not like it's been really long standing with me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, I think the other one too is Percy Jackson. Yeah. Classic. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter. The so series true. that got me into reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to the next question, which is another personal one. And I'm actually curious to your answer. Who are your top three favorite band slash singers? So I think my favorite singer is probably Florence and the Machine. I love them. My favourite of her albums is Lungs. Because mm. I really like the song Cosmic Love. Yes. It's phenomenal. It is love beautiful. It. But I also really like Lauv, mm-hmm. which I feel like is the furthest possible thing from <laughs> Florence and the Machine. And recently, I've kind of been loving Harry Styles. Interesting. Yeah. And like Taylor Swift too. But like, you know, like love a good it Tay-Tay. could be Tay-Tay or My Boy Hazard. Yeah. Like, they interchange in my ranking of favourite artists. Beauty, beauty. Yeah, what about yours? So mine are all kind of different. I love Maggie Rogers, who sings, like, so many things, but... I, I like, don't know her. She's the one that's like... I hope you're coming back and I'm still standing at the end of the day. I know that song. You haven't seen Tall Girl? No. Oh, you should watch that. It's actually a good movie. Yeah, she's really good. She's done so many nice ones. You would love her. I'm so surprised you've never heard her because she would be your gal. She'd be my gal. You would be obsessed with her. You need to listen to it. You need to listen to her entire album. It's so good. 
After we finish recording, I'll just like. Yes, go and for she's it. so young too. But another one is Lana Del Rey. I feel like she gets me in like any mood that I want to get into. Mm-hmm. If I want to cry, I'll listen to it. If I want to laugh a little bit, I'll listen to it. And if I want to just really think about stuff or get into a spicy mood, I'll listen to it. <laughs> I guess the one that I'll have for the rest of my life, it'll never change my love for this person, is Elvis Presley. I am obsessed with Elvis Presley. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift. Really? I'm so surprised Taylor Swift wasn't on there. I love Taylor Swift. I know you do. She's amazing. And I could listen to all of it at any time, but recently my three favorites have been that. But Elvis Presley will always be just like my favorite. Why? I just love him. Also, my grandpa listens to him a lot, so it reminds me of like, you know, and he always talks about the good old days. He's like, right. oh, when I was in my teens and people would steal our bikes and then we'll steal another person's bike. Like, he just talks about it so fondly. Mm. And he's like, life was just so much simpler then. Like, you could just grab a girl at the dance floor and just have a nice little rock and roll with her. Like, the way that he talks about it is just so nice. And when I listen to it, I just think of like, oh, things could be so simple. Like, I'm just imagining all these teens in the 1950s or whatever, just having the best time. I mean, yeah, I feel you. I just, that surprises me. Because if I think of a singer, like if I had to associate you with a singer, Taylor Swift. Really? Instantly. Interesting. But I feel like you and I are very different T-Swizzle eras. Yeah. Like I associate you with the... I don't even know if it's the name of the album. I'm not a very... I'm not a Taylor Swift connoisseur. Is it Blank Space? Is that oh, an album? interesting. Or is that a song? It should be like the 1989 album. Yes, I associate you with that album. Whereas I really... I've been really hardcore vibing folklore. My favourite album of hers though is Red. Like... Oh, yes. You know, before yes. the whole reputation situation. I love the You Belong With Me vibes. I think it's Speak oh, Now. not... Fearless. Mm-hmm. Fearless, that's the one. The Fearless album. Astronomical. We'll never get over yes, it. Yes, I prefer her much earlier stuff. Yes. And I think that's why I kind of like folklore, because it kind of a... reminds me of the same kind of stuff she yes. used to do. I love folklore so much. Wow, I can't believe I just forgot that entire album. It's only new. She only put a very new one out the other day. Yeah, that's true. What's it called? Uh, Ever, Ever, uh... Evermore? Evermore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't listened to anything yet, though. But I hear people saying it's amazing. Neither. And Ariana's come out with stuff too. Really? Yeah, we've just been living under a rock for all this time. It's Tell you fine. what, Ariana's song I've been absolutely loving lately. Positions. Boy, I'm trying to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a Sunday. It just, I feel like it encapsulates every love interest in a book I've ever read. Yeah, I love it. And it keeps on coming on at work whilst I'm like, ooh, you know, doing my thing at the computer. And I'm just like inside having a bit of a jam and I'm like I hope no one sees me just I love vibing. it oh yeah I love that song actually it's a good one it's a good one yes so the next question for people who are only new into reading Sarah J Maas what kind of books would you recommend going forward I only read A Court of Thorns and Roses that series in 2020 like pretty late on yes so I would say that I kind of went from that to Serpent and Dove, which I'm reading at the moment, Mm -hmm. and I do feel like it gives me very similar genre style vibes. They're not super young, they're not like fully developed and have grandchildren, like it's a nice time to be alive. Yeah, yeah. And it has a few tropes in there that agree with, you know, everyone, and I'm only halfway through at the moment, but I do feel like 
it would have been a nice transition from A Court of Thorns and Roses if I did that. So I really like Serpent and Dove by Shelby Moran and also The Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. Yeah, I think you're right. I think those are very good. They definitely encapsulate kind of the body of YA fiction. Yes. Like they're definitely very closely associated, I feel like. Yes, exactly. What about you? What's your pick? Like I really like this question. Yes. Because I love giving recommendations, but I was a little confused by the context. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just me overthinking everything, because that's me. Yeah. It depends on which SJM books you've read. Yeah. So, if you've only read one of SJM's series, I'd recommend all of them. Yeah. They're all very kind of same kind of world building, same kind of characters, that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Once you have read all the SJM books, I'd recommend the Folk of the Air series, which is The Cruel Prince, yep. that kind of situation. Um, very similar worlds. Fae, who are considered dangerous. That kind of thing. Yes. Human associating with Faye. That kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Jennifer L. Armentrout. I feel like a lot of her works, they're set in a more modern time than SJM, but they definitely have the same kind of vibe as SJM works. Yes. Well, they are friends, so... Yes. Yes. I do think they probably bounce ideas off each other. I hope they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's my secret, like, wish. Yeah. But yes, so... I think anything by Jennifer L. Armentrout is really good for SJM lovers and The Cruel Prince if you really like the fae kind of world building. Yes, I agree too. So, what is your most anticipated book or series to come out in 2021? So, we did answer this in our first episode again. Yes, we did. And my answer has not changed. Yeah, neither. I'm so excited for Crescent City 2. Interesting. By SJM, our queen. Wow. But as the release date draws closer, Mm -hmm. I'm also so excited about A Court of Silver Flames. Yes, that is my answer also. I cannot wait for that. It's two and a bit months away and I'm just so excited. Mm. The other one I'm super excited for, which has changed as of today, Mm -hmm. I just finished reading Rage and Ruin, which is the second book in the Harbinger trilogy by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Yes. The third book is coming out like, middle of the year and it ended on a cliffhanger the second book so i need the third book yes i need it i'm so excited for all these new things coming out it's just nice to look forward to something you know yes also some context for the harbinger series you all know i love the white hot kiss series yes the harbinger series is the sequel series so it can be read like separately i think but Obviously, it's a continuation of one of my favourite series. So I just... I need more. Mm -hmm. I need more. Mm -hmm. Good on Jennifer. Good on her. JLA, our other queen. Yes. Here's another question. What are your favourite books from each genre? So this, obviously, is such a broad question. Yes. We've narrowed it down Mm -hmm. to five main genres. Fantasy, Mm -hmm. historical, contemporary, sci-fi, and dystopian. So, first up. Favourite fantasy book or series? Hit me. It's definitely A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J Maas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had down anything by SJM. Yes. Or the White Hot Kiss series by Jennifer L. Armitra. Lovely. Love it. Love it so much. Yeah, I just love everything about it. I think everyone knows how much we love the A Court of Thorns and Roses series yes. and Sarah J Maas in general, all of her work. But yeah, I just think that one's... One that I always recommend to people if they're running out of things to read or if they haven't been introduced to the world yet. Yes, definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cool. So Contemporary, what did you pick for that one? It's one of my most recent reads and mm-hmm. one of my favourite books of 2020, actually. 
Red, White and Royal Blue Ooh. by Casey McQuinston, I think her name is. Lovely. Yes. Absolutely loved it. Oh, Life-changing, I would say. Wow. I, like, finished it and I called my roommate, who was the one that recommended it to me, and I just sobbed. I was like, that's the best book I've ever read. Oh. Like, so good. I recommend it to everyone. I can't wait to read it. I think we have to review it on the podcast coming up. Oh, absolutely. We definitely will review that. Yes, let us know if that's something you guys would like. Yes. What about you? What's your contemporary favourite? For contemporary, I definitely have to go with me before you. I sobbed. Oh, same. Yeah, I sob in most contemporary books, to be <laughs> honest. But this one was more of like an adult book, I guess. And so I felt really special reading it. I love To All the Boys I've Loved Before and The Fault Now Stars, Paper Town, like John Green, good on ya. But Me Before You was just so beautifully written mm. and it really made me think about things that I never thought about life-wise yep. and how I'm spending my time and what I'm doing with my life like it just really made me think about it so yeah I definitely love that and also I love a pair of bumblebee socks please <laughs> <laughs> cute very cute yeah yes. that was a great one I yeah I sobbed it's such a beautiful book it is although beautiful. I do have to admit I only read the first two books in that series um the third one, I just couldn't. Yeah. I really loved the first book. Read the second one. Didn't like where it was going. Mm. And just kind of put my foot down. Because I loved Will. Yes. The love interest so much. Yes. And I just could not be parted from him. Yeah. So what is your favourite historical novel? I mean, I think we all know. Yes. Stalking Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I cannot hype it up enough. It's set, I think, 1800s kind of situation. Yeah. Oh my goodness, literally no words. I cannot hype it up enough. It's about a girl who kind of really wants to work in the morgue with her uncle, and obviously that's super frowned upon in society. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden these murders start happening. Jack the Ripper, who obviously yeah. is a real figure in history, and she's trying to work out who it is. Interesting. So it's a bit of like a mystery situation. Either way, it is a four book series, and each of them kind of focus on a different, I guess, murderer. <laughs> Interesting. I guess like the first one is stalking Jack the Ripper. The second one is hunting Prince Dracula. The third one is escaping from Houdini. And the fourth one is capturing the devil. I love that. It's kind of like the Dirty John series, how there was Dirty John and then there was something about Betty, you know, on Netflix. It's like a different... I don't. You need to watch that. It's so good. They focus on a different, not killer, but a different famous criminal each season. Right. There's only been two, but it's really good. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I really love it. I love everything about it. My husband, Thomas Creswell, mm -hmm. he's there. Beautiful. Love him. <laughs> love the series. Love everything about it. Give it a read. Yes, I will. And so should you guys. <laughs> yes. So, sci-fi. Okay. This is a bit of a younger book, I think, but mm -hmm. I read it when I was about 13 and I just really liked it. I liked the idea of it and it's The 100. Basically, the Earth wasn't inhabitable and they sent everyone who was like special or whatever. They call it the Ark. So it's kind of like the Noah's Ark when yep. the world was ending. So all these people live up there. But then all of a sudden they send a hundred of these children. But they're around like 16 or whatever. They age between I think 13 and 18. They send these children who are actually criminals in prison down to Earth mm -hmm. to see if it's like inhabitable. And it's kind of what happens after that. They find all these really intense things out about Earth. And then it's just so good. There's everything in it. There's there's romance, there's obviously sci-fi, there's magic or whatever, and there's just so much substance to it. I really liked it. Oh, good. I've never read it. I'd like to, though, at some point. Yes, it's a very easy read. The TV series started off really, really good. <laughs> 
I feel like that's how most TV series go, though. Yeah. Starts I... off really strong, slowly dies off. <laughs> I agree. But anyways, you should definitely give it a try. So what about you? What's your sci-fi? I really like Aurora Rising. Yes. Oh, that's also one of my anticipated reads for 2021. Mm -hmm. I think the third book in that series is coming out. Amazing. Anyway, super great. Again, it's about this girl. She went on this kind of expedition, I guess. Yep. um, Into space to see if there was inhabitable or something like that. And 200 years later, this guy called Tyler stumbles upon her in this kind of... I can't remember what the name is. It might be like a creo cell or something. One of those funky names. Yeah. Um, and she kind of wakes up and she's like, oh, I was on a ship to check out this place. And he's like, well, that was over 200 years ago. Oh. And she's like, but that's literally impossible. Like, I'm like 16. Hmm. And he's like, no, ma'am, you are not. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, super great. They kind of form, there's a bit of a squad going on. That's just the way the society works. Um, Yeah, and kind of things start to go south a little bit. And they kind of realise the government's kind of not telling them something. I love it when that happens. So good. And the second book ends on an absolute cliffhanger. Cool. Um, Can't wait for the third one. Amazing. I can't wait too. It's kind of like the uglies. Like something's going on with this society. Mm, Yes. Love it. And on to the last category. What is your favourite dystopian I feel like there's so many. Personally, I'm not really a sci-fi dystopian fan. Yeah. Um, however, there are like a few books where I'm like, immaculate, mm-hmm. well done. I think my favourite dystopian might be the Shatter Me series. I've only read the first three, so I feel like a bit of a fake fan. No, but the world is still there. Definitely. And I think that's like the main part of the series anyway, from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, I was looking on Amazon to try and buy the rest of it, and they were like $25. And I was yeah. like, that is a lot for a paperback. It is. It is a lot. Yeah. Anyway, but that is definitely those first three books. They take the lead on my favorite dystopian. Amazing. What about you? Again, I'm obsessed with The Handmaid's Tale. So (laughs) that would be mine because it's not dystopian in a way that's like, oh, it's never going to happen. You know, we're not going to all be split into factions and we're all like people Mm. or whatever. Yeah. And so I feel like The Handmaid's Tale could potentially happen. A lot of people are saying that it actually has. And Margaret Atwood, who wrote it, is like, we're currently living in it right now. So, uh, what you gonna do about it, society? Mm. So I really liked that. Because it was relatable. Kind of. Hopefully not too relatable though <laughs> in the future. Okay, so the next question. What is one of your guilty pleasure reads? I definitely think the book cover has something to do with it. Because every time I pick up this book and I read it, uh, I feel a little guilty doing it in public. And it's White Hot Kiss by... Oh Jim. my god, <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. But also the title. Yeah, it just sounds... It's not about a white hot kiss. No. Yeah. Why did you call it that? Why did you do that, Jennifer? <laughs> Why? What? What's up? <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of mine. Um, also, Fangirl by Rainbow Roel. Because of the title or because of the no, content? I think I, I'm pretty oblivious to this kind of thing, but I'm pretty sure she's one of those quite problematic authors oh okay and also fangirl as well reading a book people are like oh so you like literature what's your favorite book and i'm like fangirl (laughs) and the other one i have a lot of guilty pleasure reads that's fine like i like twilight as well i love twilight but if you tell any man that you like reading twilight they're like oh you're one of those people yeah but a lot of the guys that i've talked to they're like yeah i'm team jacob what team are you on bruh 
And I'm like, yeah. bro, I don't even know. I'm Team Carlisle. <laughs> I'm Team Charlie. My shirt literally says it. You're welcome. And the other one is Anna and the French Kiss. Again, purely name related. Yeah. That's, there's no read that I've read that are like, oh, I'm so embarrassed to be reading this. Yeah, because if they're written well, then you shouldn't be embarrassed. I don't think you should shame anyone for reading what they enjoy reading. Yeah, unless it affects other people. Yeah, so I think most of my guilty pleasure reads are like, they're not even like really guilty pleasure. They're just ones that I'm like, oh, don't want anyone to know I love them. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of like a read where no one can see the title. Yeah, it's the keeping up with the Kardashians of books. Or like, oh, you know what my actual guilty pleasure read is? <laughs> um, Agamath. Yeah. <laughs> I will not read that in public because I'm worried people are going to like look over my shoulder and I might be up to chapter 55 and oh, I'll be like, ha you saw true. nothing. <laughs> or crying over some other page. Oh yeah, because I cry over everything. Yeah. Alright, so moving on to the next question. What was the last book you rated five stars for? Well, I literally finished this book like an hour and a half before we started recording. Beautiful. Rage and Ruin by Jennifer L. Armitrout. Again, part of the series that is a sequel series to White Hot Kiss. I just love Jennifer L. Armitrout's books. Mm. She writes in such a modern way that appeals to a younger... Not like a young demographic, yeah, but a younger demographic. Like, yeah, you can read that and then read Sarah J Maas if you want. Well, she like appeals to people my age, Yeah, I feel like. Anyway, absolutely loved it. Great character development, great plot. I just love all of her books. Five love stars it. from me. Beautiful. What about you? What's the last book that you read that you rated five stars? I mean, I can't remember if I read Akatar or The Handmaid's Tale. You read Akatar. More recently. Oh, okay. Because you gave me The Handmaids to try, and you were still reading Akatar. Ah, yeah. Probably five star for each book except for Frost and Starlight, which I loved, but it just, it was so short. Like, it was so short, and it was just a bit of, like, a fluff kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so I guess Akawar would be the one that I read most recently that I yep. gave a five stars to, but Akamath is also five stars, so if they're just together, then they're together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I give out five stars so willy-nilly. I'm like, five stars for you, five stars for you. Yeah, I love it. It's like that woman on TikTok who's like, trying foods I've seen on TikTok, and it's either like a 10 or it's like a zero. Yeah, there's no, like, no in-between for me. I think I really love a character-driven book. Yes. So even if it's the cringiest, sappiest romance book, if I like that main character, she's getting a five stars. They're good to go. Yeah. That's right. Interesting. And so what would you say would be your favorite book that you've read in the entire year of 2020? Yes. So I think we combine two questions here. Yes. So yay us, efficiency, tick. <laughs> so one of the questions we drew this from is what was your favorite book that you read this year? And the other one was what's your favorite book in 2020? Yes. I don't know if it has to be published in 2020. Ah. I think in this question it is. Read in the year? Yeah, that we've read in the year. Okay, awesome. Great. Because I can't even think at the top of my mind yeah. what my answer could no, be otherwise. I have a few. I feel like I always have a few for yeah. all of these. I'm like, you, you, I feel like the quote of the year is, I have so many. <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm the most indecisive person you'll ever meet. <laughs> so a book that I read in 2020 that I absolutely loved, Serpent and Dove. Yes. Read it in like a day. Yes. So great. Mm -hmm. I also really loved Crescent City. Amazing. Oh, and that was published in 2020 as well. Yes. So tick, just in case that was the actual question. Yeah, amazing. Again, we love Sarah J Maas. And yet another one that I've already mentioned, Red, White and Royal Blue. Yes. So good. So cute. What about you? What's your faves of 2020? 
I would definitely say A Court of Thorns and Roses, but as I've mentioned before, I loved The Handmaid's Tale, and another one that I really loved is Outlander. Ooh, yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of them are really different genres or whatever. Yes, you really weren't very consistent there. Yeah, I know. Like, one's about time travel, and one's about awesome sexy men, and one's about the society. But I think that's what I like. I like to have a bit of a detox from, you know, one genre to the other sometimes. Mm. I like that. I think it's a good way to go. Thank you. So what's your least favourite read of 2020? (laughs) I think... It might be obvious to some people, even while we reviewed it. Not that it was a terrible book or anything. I just think all the other ones that I've read this year have been so great. And this book is the second book in a trilogy. So sometimes they're like a bridge book, you know, like Mm -hmm. an olive branch. It's like second book syndrome. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The middle child of the trilogy, you know. And so I'm definitely going to say Siege and Storm by Leigh Bardugo. Ooh, yes. Yes, from the Shadow and Bone series. I felt like when I was kind of looking at a summary of the whole thing, not too much happened. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. But I definitely think all the other ones have been so amazing and so life-changing, basically, that it kind of overpowers that book. Right, gotcha. What about yours? What was your least favourite? I was the same. Yeah. Really? Season Storm. I wasn't really happy with all the other one, Blood and Honey. Okay. Which is a bit of tea. Because obviously one of my favourites of 2020 was the first book in the series. Yes. And my least was the second. It's the me before you of books. <laughs> oh, it is. I had such high expectations. I loved Serpent and Dove so much. And I kind of went into it knowing that a lot of people didn't really like Blood and Honey. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was good. I still rated it like high-ish. Yeah. But it was for the characters and not the plot. Very fair. Yeah. But yeah, and the other one that we all know that I didn't really vibe with was <laughs> Dash and Lily's Book of Dares. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lily. I'm just a lily. Oh, goodness. I think that goes with the context of our lives too, though, because they're both young adult, I understand that, but I think it was more directed to a younger demographic, which is completely fair. Yes, I feel like the reason I didn't really like it was not at fault to the book itself. No. It was just I'm not the right age to be reading that, I think. Yes. Either way, those are my least faves. Yeah, fair enough. So, speaking of least faves, who was your least favourite main character? Oh, I tell you what. You have so many? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have more than one. (laughs) That's fair. And they're both from the books I just mentioned. Okay. Um, Alina Mm -hmm. from Shadow and Bone. Yes. I didn't really like her... I don't know what it was. Like, she definitely had some character development. Yes. I don't know what it was. I think I just... I think it might have been to do with her love for Mal. Yeah. Um, But I just... Uh, I didn't really vibe with her as a character. Yeah, I agree. That was my pick to Alina. Because I feel like it frustrates me when people in general, but characters don't try to help themselves. Like, they just mm. put themselves in danger. Yeah. And self-destructive characters who don't even try to help themselves later on, yeah, that just annoys me and it makes it really hard for me to read. And I feel like the battle scenes and stuff in it, she did some stuff, but then she didn't really do a lot. Maybe it was the way it was described. I'm not quite sure, but I get you. It just wasn't the correct vibe that I was going for. Yeah, the other one I also dislike. Obviously, is Lily from yeah. Dash and Lily. I don't know. Again, I kind of felt maybe she was portrayed a bit more childish than she should have been for her age. Yes. And maybe that is fault to the writers, because I think it's probably always a risk. Yeah. If you are a middle-aged writer writing like a 15, 16-year-old 
you're always going to be at risk of either making them seem too mature for their age or not mature enough. Yes. I think the only way you can really nail a character's age and mannerisms for that age is if you're the same age. Absolutely. But obviously I'm not, like, set on that opinion. Yeah. There's lots of books that I've read that I think, God, that's so good Mm -hmm. that are written by authors not the same age as the protagonist. I really just don't like it when characters are portrayed non-age accurate. Very fair. I mean, maybe that was how they were at 16, but have you seen 16-year-olds now? Yeah. They're looking like 30-year-olds. Maybe that's it as well. Maybe they grew up in a different time when 16-year-olds were more childish. Yeah, there might be like a generational thing. It's like how when I was 12, I was doing like knee-length shorts. Yeah. Really bad haircuts. Fringe. (laughs) Yeah. Your fringe was an absolute mood. (laughs) It was so good. But... 12-year-olds nowadays are, like, plunging shirts, like, mini shorts. Like, they're so cool. Yeah. And I was not. I was waiting to go home and watch, like, The Winx Club on DVD. Oh, my gosh. And 12-year-olds nowadays are like, let me just check my Snapchat. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Streaks. Yeah, love it. Yikes. (laughs) We obviously know 12-year-olds so well. (laughs) So well. (laughs) Yes. So, moving on, what was your favourite series of all time? I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I just think it's... When you're a reader, if you ask someone what their favourite book is, they're lying if they can pick one. Yeah, it's not like having a favourite child. That's easy. It's obviously the eldest. (laughs) You say that as the eldest child in your family. You're also the eldest child of your family. I know, but I'm also genuinely under the impression my parents don't have favourites. Do you have a favourite pet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have (laughs) favourites. Maybe I'm only saying that because I know it's not me. <laughs> yeah. One, if we have kids and we do like a mummy podcast or whatever, we'll let you know which is our favorite kid. <laughs> we'll expose them big time. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, never. Yeah, I think Akatar, that's, again, that's one that I'll always love. Yes. Uh, Stalking Jack the Ripper, right up there. Really love the Infernal Devices. Yes. Great series. The Percy Jackson series yeah, always is close to my heart. Yes, I love that too. I would definitely say Akatar mm-hmm. as a series for me now. I absolutely loved it. Put me in, put me into and out of a reading slump, which was great. Thanks, Sarah J. Maas. But I really liked that. It really got me back into the swing of things. And obviously Harry Potter is such a classic. I love it. It's so cozy and warm. I can read it at any time. It's just great. Nice. Yeah. And what was your favourite book-to-movie adaptation? I think it's hard to absolutely nail a book-to-movie adaptation. Yes. Ooh, I might go with Pride and Prejudice. Wow. The movie? Yeah. Wow. Lovely. Yes. I just feel like it's hard to do even like a fantasy series Mm -hmm. really well because you have the risk of a bit of... Percy Jackson syndrome. Yeah. Or, like, the mortal instruments. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, the mortal instruments series, not the mortal instruments. Yes, the Shadowhunters series. Yes. Not the City of Bones movie. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But, like... Could have been better. Yeah, again, I think it's really hard to make a fantasy or modern day adaptation really enjoyable and accurate to the plot of books. Yes, absolutely. I will agree with you on that, is that fantasy is really, really hard to do, which is why I thought Harry Potter was done extremely well. Mm-hmm. And I just love the watching all the kids grow up process. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cute. 
And I was going to say, I guess, to all the boys I've loved before, which is love it, which is great. I'm very excited for the third movie to come out. But I'm actually going to say Me Before You. I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. I thought it was done very, very well. Also yes. made me cry on a plane, on a 20-hour plane trip. So, uh, <laughs> joyful memories there. Love sitting in a plane and just sobbing while strangers are like, hmm, so that's what kind of person you are. Yeah, and they're like, what you watching? And then they'll cry too. <laughs> we'll all cry together. <laughs> if I go down, I'm going down with you. That kind of situation. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that on a plane. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And Shadow and Bone is also coming out with a series on Netflix, so we'll see how that goes. I'm... I have a phobia. Okay. I'm going to put it straight out there. It's going to be a bit of a Shadow Hunter situation. Yeah, I think so too. And the reasoning is, I'm pretty sure someone released a statement, I don't know if it was Lee Bardugo or if it was like the director or something like that, but it's based off the world rather than the exact plot, I think. Okay. Like, even though it's a Shadow and Bone series, I was looking at the cast... Like, they've got characters like Kaz Brecker. Yeah. Who obviously does not appear in the Shadow and Bone book series. No. So, I'm kind of like, mm, I reckon they're drawing from all the characters from the Grishaverse. Yes. And then from there, oh, they're going to okay. maybe, I don't know. Maybe that'll add a bit of substance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be character-driven and they're going to loosely base it off the plot. Okay. Yeah, I understand your phobia there. Mm, I've got a couple of phobias like that as well. You have so many. I have a lot. <laughs> oh, you know what else is coming out allegedly soon? Yeah. The Selection as a TV <gasps> series. I don't know if it was cancelled or not, but I know that they were, like, looking into it. You know they have, like, 25 seasons of that in America. It's called The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> it's already out. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. I would be very intrigued to see that, and I think that would be very good. Me too. And I know also the Percy Jackson series is coming out soon. I'm so excited. I'm scared. I'm really scared because they mucked it up so badly. They did. With the movie. Yes, I agree. But I'm also kind of sad because, like, I think they're doing actually age accurate. Like, the first episode is going to come out and they're going to be 12. And I'm going to be like, I'm in love with you, but this is so wrong. But I don't think it'll be like that. I think it'll be like, oh, they're 12. And then there'll be other characters that are better. I mean, I guess, but I love Percy Jackson yeah, I know. so much. Yeah, I'm concerned that he's going to rock up and I'll be like, you don't know it yet, you're 12, but in a few years' time, I'd give my heart to you. <laughs> you know? It's like the bone carver all over again. Oh my god, it is. From the, the Akatar series. In a few years' time, honestly. He can get it. <laughs> he can get it. Oh, goodness. So For legal reasons, all of those were lies. Yes, <laughs> Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, next question. What is a book that you loved but everyone hated? I mentioned it before. Yeah. Uh, Fangirl. Mm -hmm. Really loved it. It's one of my comfort reads. Like, yeah. I just really relate to the main character. But, you know, I think a lot of people don't like it. Also because there's really no plot, like, whatsoever. Yeah. But again, like, if I can relate to a character, I really like the book. Yeah. I really related to Katha, and I think... Yeah, I'll always go back to it. Everyone kind of hates it, though. There's literally no plot and obviously somewhat of a problematic author. Damn. I've never met anyone else who really loved the book. Well, I haven't read it yet, so I might love it. I hope so. I mean, I know my roommate enjoyed it. Yeah. But I haven't met anyone who loves it. Who's passionate. Yes. Interesting. What about you? I think something that I actually really enjoyed the world building of it is The Fifth Wave. Really? Obviously, I love, like, 
the fairies and like witches and wizards and stuff but I just think something that's like a bit more sci-fi is good but a lot of people didn't like it maybe because of the characters or you know choices that they made in the book or even like the last two books in the trilogy. I really liked the fifth wave though the first one I thought it was really good it was well thought out I think it could happen at some point you know. To be honest the fifth wave is one of those series that like I read a little while ago Really enjoyed it. Now, if you ask me what it's about, I could not tell you. Yeah, I read it so long ago, but then the movie came out and there was a sexy butch man and I was like, I'm oh, ready yes. for you. Yes, 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 Love yes. Love him. I do remember that. I can't remember his name, but I do remember him entering and me being like, ah, oh, sitting up straighter in my seat. Yeah. Oh, yes, I see you, sir. I'm going to marry you, <laughs> young you man. specifically, you yes. alien. Love him. So on the flip side, what is a book that everyone loves and you didn't? Like, what's super overhyped, in your opinion? I think everyone already knows this, but the Shadow and Bone series, it was so popular on Book Talk. Like, everyone was like, you have to read this. I think partly because of the Darkling. Like, it's just like a sexy man. Oh, yeah. Which That's is the reason enough. I read it. <laughs> yeah, he's very hot. But he is pretty much the only thing, other than Bagra and uh, Botkin, like, other than those cool people. Yeah, I really just think they carried the entire series, but not the main characters. Yeah, I agree. That would be mine. What about yours? So I think I've mentioned it previously, The Cruel Prince. Yeah. Everyone loves it, but Mm -hmm. I think I I didn't enjoy it because it was just so overhyped. Like, everyone's like, this is the best series you'll ever read, and I just had such high expectations, and I just felt a little bit let down. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Shadow and Bone as well. Mm -hmm. I was expecting to like it more. And also even just, like, the Red Queen series. Really? Yeah, but... Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I haven't finished the series yet. Ah, okay. And I've been attempting to read it for, like, a long time. Yeah, I really need to get onto that. I haven't been able to finish the second book. The Glass Sword. Yeah, like, I feel like everyone really loves that book, but I just really struggled getting through it. That's fair. But again, 2021 resolution. (laughs) Get through the Red Queen series. Yes, very good. That's mine too. So the next question. Who is your favourite author and why? I'm going to have to say Margaret Atwood, who mm-hmm. wrote, you know, The Handmaid's Tale, but she also wrote Only the Animals, which I really liked. She just does a lot of things that are super subtle, and they pay homage to, like, all these different things that happened in history. But I love her as a person, because her book that's come out this year, The New Testaments, is meant to be, like, a sequel, and everyone's like, yes, we're going to find out what happened to the last character. And she's like, I know you guys really wanted that, but I did what I wanted to do. <laughs> she just, yep. like does what she wants to do. I love her. She's such a boss lady. She's like, I know you guys wanted to know what happened with the characters. I'll sprinkle it in there in a sentence, but I'm just going to release what I want. And she did. And it's amazing. I loved it so much. I mean, you do get to kind of find out what happens, but it's not still in their like point of view or whatever. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Get you, I like get you. the style is completely different, but mm-hmm. love her. What about yours? SJM. I just love every book that she's written. Yeah. She's great. Uh, Jennifer L. Armentrout. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'd really like to read from Blood and Ash. Yeah. That's one that everyone talks about being absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to get a copy in Australia it for is. like less than $30. Right? It's so expensive. It is. So it might have to be like a bit of a splurge for me at some point. Yeah. But I'd really love to read it because I just know I'll like it. Yeah. Based on how I love all of her other books that she's written. Right. Yeah. I'd love to read that too. Yes. I think it's one that we need to do on the podcast at some point. <laughs> yes. Oh, don't know when it'll be. If we can get our hands on it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how we go. If anyone knows where a really good place to buy it is. Yes. 
that is affordable, Mm -hmm. let us know. Send us a message. We'd love that. Yes. Okay. So next question. This is a nice personal one. How did we meet? Well, I was, I think we were both nine. Yes, we were nine. Um, Was it primary school? It was. I was in grade four. I was just chilling. Mm-hmm. You came in. You were like buddies. I think our teachers paired you up with one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah, so we kind of just hung out. Yeah, and I think your best friend looked a lot like you. And so I was very confused as to who it was because you were both blonde and you <laughs> it both It was an accident. We eyes. became friends by accident. Yeah, we literally did. I was just like, let's go have lunch. And you're like, okay. <laughs> that is not what happened. I don't even really remember what happened. I think I was like, want to build some sandcastles? And you're like, yeah, okay. And so we went to the sand pit and built sandcastles. I did love my sandcastles back then. Yeah, it was really fun. And then I think I moved schools to a different one. You were Devo. I was super Devo. So you moved with me. Okay. You're making it sound a lot more dramatic than it was. I do remember like crying to my parents and they're like, well, you were going to go into that high school anyway. Maybe we just go a couple years early. And I'm like, sounds like a plan. Oh my gosh. And it was, it was so good. It was the best. Get you a friend who will move schools for you. Right. Right. (laughs) This is why I don't like Mel's commitment in Shadow and Bone. He didn't move schools for her. Exactly. He just like stood there and was all grumpy. Yeah, so we've known each other ever since. Yeah, more than 10 years. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. Woo! Here's to 10 more, and another 10 after that, (laughs) and just many, many decades of friendship. We're going to be like 95 on this podcast, like, how are your grandchildren? A TBR (laughs) check-in. And then all you guys are going to have, like, grandchildren will be like, send us photos of your grandchildren. Oh my god, we'll be that group. Yes! (laughs) Love that group. Oh, goodness. So we're almost at the end now. We are. What is a book that includes your favourite trope? I definitely think, so far, Serpent and Dove Ooh, yes. has my favourite trope in it because I really like it when people are forced to be together and work together Like as a, a marriage of convenience. Yes, exactly. I love it. Yes. And obviously Divergent and Handmaids kind of has that, but I think at the moment, because I'm literally in the middle of reading this, I'm like, yes, the tension. Yes. What about yours? I mean, I love a good enemies to lovers. <laughs> yes. Red, white, and royal blue. Oh. Love it. Akata. Love, love it. it. Crescent City. Love, love it. it. Percy Jackson. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, you know the ultimate one that's like the answer to this question? Pride and Prejudice. Not what I was going to say. But true? True. Mm-hmm. I was going to say The Cruel Prince. Ah. Like, I finished that series and I was like, are they even lovers yet? Yeah. Like, <laughs> There are literal enemies to lovers, except, yeah, I think that's why it encapsulates the trope so well. Yes. Even by the end of it, I was like, um, you're good, bro? Yeah, there's space to, there's space to develop. Like, even at the ending, they were just so, there was definitely still some, like, argumentative points, and I was like, like, even during the second book, I was like, this is not what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to read that. Yes. Right now, I can't even think of one that includes the, there's only one bed trope. Other than... Akamath. But I know I've read so many more. To be honest, it's probably like on Wattpad. I feel like, you know. Oh, true. Yeah, like they go on a weekend trip. Oh no, there's only one bed. That kind of situation. So next question. What book character reminds you of me? I have a couple. Okay. The most obvious one I feel like is Lara Jean. Stop! Yeah, from To All the Boys I've Been Before. Oh my gosh, I love John Ambrose. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yes, like 
specifically though like your fashion sense is just like Lara Jean to a T thank you and I feel like your younger sister as well also is kind of like Lara Jean oh my sister. gosh she's literally literally her yeah exactly like she gave up plans to hang out with me exactly and she was like everyone at the cafeteria wants to sit with me and I'm like okay <laughs> exactly so I think you're such a Lara Jean but thank also you. I know you haven't read it which is frustrating but I'm sure you will I will um Scarlet from Aurora Rising Okay. She's kind of like the one who does all the... Within the squad, she's like the one who does all the, I guess, negotiations and stuff. She's just got really good people skills. It's from asking the waitress for water that one time. <laughs> I got your back. Yes. You know it. Either way, I think you've got very good interpersonal skills. Oh, thank you. That's why. Wow. What about you? What character reminds you of me? Okay, I'm going to say... So, Grace from Shiver. Really? Yes. Damn. I definitely think so, because... Is it the pom-pom beanie? I know it's the pom-pom beanie. Yeah, it's just, like, cute, and I can imagine you in the snow, but I also think the way that you interact with Sam, who is the other lead character, Mm -hmm. would be very similar. Like, at first you're a bit like, oh my gosh, and then you, like, warm up to him. And I feel like he's, like, your type of guy. He is. Yeah. This is a book that I fell in love with when I was, like, 13. Yeah. And I still read it now and I have such fond memories of it. That that makes me so happy. That's so nice of you. Oh my goodness. She's an awesome character. And she's, like, a badass too, you know? She is. Yeah, she's great. And the other one, that's so funny because I feel like we have similar reasonings for our answers. But the other one is, I think, Louisa Clark. From me before you. No way. Yeah, because... Is it the... It's the bumblebee tights. This is all related to my fashion, isn't it? First the pom-pom beanie, yeah, so then the bumblebee mine. tights. Mine is too, though. Like, the way that she dresses, I can imagine you doing that. And I guess the little, like, awkward things that she does, I'm like, that's so live. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's so kind of you. Oh You're welcome. Goodness. Well, she's a great person, so... Oh, my God. Aww. Okay, so the final question Ooh. is, what is a book that everyone has read but you have not. This is the time where I say, I have so many. <laughs> I Finally, the roles are reversed. Yes, I'm going to quickly list them, but obviously I want to finish Serpent and Dove, mm-hmm. The Selection, Red Queen series, Cruel Prince series, I think Six of Crows. Ooh, yes. Yes, and obviously Red, White, Royal Blue, obviously Throne of Glass and Crescent City, both of those. You have a lot to get through. I have so much, but you know what? That's what life's about. I feel like you read a lot more of the unique books. Yeah, I like standalone. Which is why all the like really popular ones, you're like, oh, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I know. And I also like the classics too. But what about you? Right now, Six of Crows. That's my big one. Yes. Yeah, that's what made me choose to read Shadow and Bone. Because ah. I was like, maybe it's a lead on to Six of Crows because mm-hmm. everyone hypes that up. Yeah. The other one is The Song of Achilles by (gasps) Madeline Miller. Everyone talks about that. And I've like made a few social media posts about it because everyone like talks about how devastating it is, but how great it is. And I'm just so scared. I'm worried it's going to be one of those really overhyped books for me. Like everyone's been like, it's so great. It's five stars, yada, yada, yada. And then I'm going to read it and be like, oh, I was expecting so much more. Yeah, I really hope it's a good read. I feel like it will be though. It looks like a classy book. I don't know. I have such high expectations. Either way, so Six of Crows and Song of Achilles are my two. Yes, lovely. All right, so I guess that's the end of this Q&A session. I actually really enjoyed thinking about these questions. I did too, and I loved that you guys sent them in. Yes, thank you so much. We were so surprised Mm. that this many people... Like, I think we had to cut some questions out because, I mean, they either, like, repeated or I guess we just 
had to mesh a lot of them together. Yes. Yes. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I really loved recording it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite a light-hearted episode. Yeah. A good start to the new year, I think. Definitely. So let us know if you'd like some more Q&As. Maybe we can make it a more regular thing. Yeah, and have your inputs in it. Yes. And I also think it would be really interesting to know what your bookish New Year's resolutions are. Yes, send them in, tag us. We'd love to hear. Yes, we reply to every single message, every single email, so we would love to hear from you about that. Yes. And it'll also give us some book recommendations too. Yes. Or give us the ones you don't like. Ooh, we love controversial. We do. Yeah. So don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And email. And they're all going to be either in the link tree or listed individually in the description. Yes, and go check out the Bookish Vault. Again, you can use our code TBR10 for 10% off your order. Yes, and it's definitely worth it because the products are absolutely amazing. 10 out of 10. (laughs) 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. (laughs) So make sure you come back next week because we will be discussing Serpent and Dove by Shelby Moran. I am so excited to review it. I'm not even done yet, but I'm very excited. I'm so excited. It'll be great. Yes, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of TBR. We look forward to seeing you next week and we hope you guys have a fantastic new year. Yes, we hope you have a great year ahead of you. Please stay safe with everything that's going on in the world right now. Make sure you seek support if you need it. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.